love to talk. So they made a podcast. And that's why we're here. To listen in. And what's it called? It's called Banter Buddies. Welcome to episode 18 of Banter Buddies. The show is back with a very... A very special edition of the podcast this week. We're going, we're going off script. We're not doing what we normally do. There's no prompt. There's no theme this week. All we're doing is mailbag. Brian, welcome to the mailbag episode of Banter Buddies. Mail. Dramatic pause. How you doing? That was thank dramatic. you for thank you for welcoming me. That that's uh that's lovely. I know Pete. It's when we do the mailbag, we've now done so many prompts, so many scripts. Maybe it throws people. It's like it's like in our show when we have like 10 songs in a row where we teach you the dance move, we teach you the sing-along part, and then all of a sudden we have one where we're like, just freestyle. And people are like, I can't. You've told me how to dance the whole show. I, I don't know what to do anymore. I think they do. I think we need to give our fans more credit than that, Brian. You know what I mean? Like, I think they got it. But that's why we're doing the mailbag. We're letting them free. We're letting them soar. That's right. We're, we're going to let them uh, sh- show us uh, what they want to know. Tell us what they want to know. So, you know, we, we've done a couple mailbag episodes thus far in our uh, long 18-episode run. I think this is like our third mailbag um, so it's fun to do that every now and then. Uh, hopefully you agree with that. You know, I don't know. It's just like a little break, like Brian was saying. You know, switch up real quick. So we appreciate that. But uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see what we have in the mailbag. But first, Brian, uh, how are you? What is uh, what's going on? What's uh, what's your day been like today? And uh, yeah, what, what what are you thinking about? The day has been it's been good. We've eaten a lot of banana pancakes today. Oh, that sounds uh, so good! Wow. And we had spaghetti. We kind of had like this avocado pasta thing um, like three days ago, but we made a lot of noodles. And so uh, we've been eating noodles for almost every meal. But it's been fun. It's fun to play with noodles. I kind of forget about that. You know, you just sometimes you just eat and continue. But noodles are they're kind of a joy. You can't forget to play with your food. You know what I mean? You get sometimes people don't like that. But I think that because of that, you go so far the other way you know, as to never, ever play with your food. And, you know, it's cool every now and then. Go for it. So I, I like that you shouted that out of like, yo, go go try playing with your food if you haven't in a while. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Maybe you don't wash your forks for a couple of weeks and, yeah. you know, you need to just eat with your hands. So <laughs> it happens. You we know, also went to Lake Harriet. And ooh. sometimes when we go to a place, uh, we explore like very unique parts of it, and so therefore it's always like as we're leaving, we, oh, I want to try that, and so like we come back to a place like multiple times. So we've been checking out the bird sanctuary, something that Ooh. you didn't think a four year old would be into, but we've been walking very quietly in the morning to go into the bird sanctuary to see different birds. That's what that's what we've been doing the past couple mornings, Neil. That sounds beautiful. We shot part of our um, toast, or not toast, but uh, yeah, the grilled uh, cheese, grilled cheese, uh, bread, yeah, cheese, bread, bread, yeah, over, over there, it, yeah. over in that zone. So yeah, with Jules. So that's, uh, yeah, that's right in South Minneapolis. Beautiful area. We played the Lake Harriet Band Shell before. That's that was a fun show. A few years oh, that back. was a good time. Yeah. Like what have you been up ago, to, Neil? What's happening? I've been chilling. I've been, uh, I've been uh, just just getting going here. I've been working on some uh, home some home projects. Um, Brian knows about this, but I need to replace my front steps or get them patched. 
some concrete uh, issues going on right here, you guys. Some some homeowner. Neil, um, did you go check out those stuff? designs? Did you go look? Yeah, but then I looked at some of that. You know, talking about maybe doing like a synthetic or kind of like a you know a different style like front stoop situation. But like I don't know. I feel like it's all concrete around here. You know, like not that I have to blend into the neighborhood or whatever, but. It's all concrete all the way down here. So, yeah, I got some options in front of me. I got some ideas about uh, what might happen. But I'm in the very exciting world of concrete steps, everybody. It doesn't uh, it doesn't get any, um, you know, just more fun than that. You know, the the concrete steps, the, the concrete mixer. I mean, the mixer is fun. The mixer is the we're going to get part. really into masonry. Neil. we're going to do a yeah. whole we're going to do a whole concept album on masonry. We've talked so about it for so long. Masonry? Masonry. Mason. I don't know. That's how little I know about that kind of stuff. Like, this is like last week with is. the Times tables. You know. Oh, I mean? Just, boy. Yep. Let's don't do it. Don't do it. It's like, it's like, did you ever have a <laughs> word that you would say a lot when you were a kid? Like ketchup for me. I could say ketchup mm. like five times in a row and like lose, be lost in like this time-space continuum. I feel like I'd be like, what is it? What does ketchup even mean? Yeah, you have to be careful when saying words sometimes because if you say it too much, things get weird. And like you said, you start to float away from your own body and thing, and you just like your mind goes elsewhere into the cosmos. Um, so just be careful out there when saying ketchup over and over again or whatever that word is for you. You know, everybody has a different word that, that sort of triggers that response in them, I feel like. So uh, be careful. Be careful, folks. Well, Neil, I know that maybe you're looking at a a company or a handy person or things mm-hmm, like that to help mm-hmm. you out. But if we are going to take a sledgehammer to your front steps and pour new ones, I think it'd be great. I think we could live stream it. I think it'd be good. I, I'm, I'm down to, you know, I'm down to help. So, yeah, we're, we're going to be, we might be swinging that hammer and if we do, uh, it will be on Instagram live. So get ready for that. Everybody smash. How's that hound steps. doing over there? Josie, Josie the dog. She's fantastic. She is, uh, guarding the house currently. So, uh, so she's doing she's doing her duty, and uh, by that I mean she's taking a nap in front of the front door. So <laughs> she's she's never barked. Has she ever barked during the podcast? She has sometimes on like other people's podcasts when we've been doing interviews, but never here. Yeah, and, maybe and if if she did, uh, I I just you know I'm I'm just such a professional editor that I'll make sure that nobody hears it. So <laughs> you guys won't even know if she does. Except for if I'm talking when it happens, and it's very important. I can't edit it out. Then you'll hear it. Then it's a part of the conversation. Yes, exactly. All right, we got a lot of questions to get into, Brian. Um, so it's time to open the mailbag. Let's dig in to the cuckoo voicemail. The cuckoo voicemail. It's a mailbag, and we got more. More. We got a lot of questions. Thank you, everybody, who sent in their questions for us. And uh, you we know, had a we, lot of calls. We we didn't. We got a ton. We got a ton. Sorry if you didn't uh, make it this week. Neil, don't um, light it up with sorry. We can say sorry at the end. You okay, I mean? sorries are for later. But we did add more than usual into this one. So, you know, let's uh, let's let's get on our horse here and let's uh, let's rip through these calls. Start with this first one. Hey guys, my name is Zach, and I'm from Henderson, Nevada. You put a couple of calls from my son, William, on the podcast, and he and his sister, who are huge fans, were actually out of town when you played here in Las Vegas recently, so that was kind of a bummer for them. Uh, but you know what? I went to your show by myself, and I had a great time. Anyway, uh, you guys have a lot of songs about 
food, and it's a frequent topic on this podcast. And I, I remember reading something when the Fast Casual album came out about how Panera has been a, like a reliable source for nutritious food for you while you're touring. Um, and since the two of you have been, uh, like, you know, road dogs for quite a few years, I was wondering if there are any foods or restaurants that are specific to a, a certain city or region that you kind of look forward to and and make a special point to get while you're in the area. I know that when traveling, uh, you know, sometimes you just have to eat what you can get, but I'd like to know what your can't-miss food tips are for any of the cities or areas that you've been through a number of times over the years. Wow. Zach, what a – what a compliment right there. He came solo. Love it. Ah, that is, that is, we like to see that, you know, way too often. We get the, oh, yeah, I, I, tried, I we wanted to come to your show, but my kids couldn't make it. It's like, no, you got to come through anyway. We, we tell people that all the time, but we didn't need to tell Zach. He just knew. He knew that that's what you have do to you do. Think, do you think Zach came just to take pictures and video to troll his kids later? Just... I- yeah, I think so. I think that was that was the first reason, and then the second reason was so he could call in and say that here on the voicemail. That's you good, know what I mean? That's a good was, flex. Yeah, that that's was, good. Henderson that was really good. is right outside Vegas, right? It's like yeah, I think it's like half hour neighboring city. Yep, last last stop before before Vegas. So uh, yeah. Okay, what what's coming now? Now we do two separate things when we're on the road, Neil. We have either our specifics, like you're in Kansas City, right? And it's like, hey. You're going to have to check out some barbecue, right? You're going to have to go to Oklahoma yes. Joe's. Now it's just Joe's. Mm. And uh, what are other spots around? Well, the first thing I, w- I was thinking about was In-N-Out Burger, you know. Um, you know, whenever we get to the West Coast, whenever it's California. Um, you know, they got In-N-Out in other places, but it's best served in uh, in California. So, you know, that's kind of a big one. That's like a chain one, obviously. I think that one is is that's the first one that came to mind. But then, I mean, and Zach has that there in Nevada. Yes, they do. they have a they slew do. of them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So he knows all about that. Um, you know, uh, I guess uh, it's it's the, we don't have too many like specific cuisines or specific places we like to go, but we definitely. I would say, like, it's, it's sort of my job, one of my jobs on the road is to kind of figure out what we're going to eat. We got a little time before a show, after a show, whatever. And, you know, I'll lean towards a, a regional cuisine or a place that's maybe like, oh, they have the, you know, I felt like um, a good example of this is when we were in Providence a few years back. Um, we went to this little like fried that fish shop so or whatever. So yeah, cute. it was kind of like an oyster place. It was just like a nice little seafood, uh, like quick service, like counter service place. So, you know, when you're up in the Northeast like that, you want to try and get some seafood. Same thing with the West Coast, maybe. Um, you know, so I, I think about those types of things where it's not like, oh, there's this spot that we, we go every year or go every time. But it's more of like a general cuisine um, or just like trying to find something local. We do we do a great job. You do a great job. It's your job, and um, <laughs> it's your job because you're good at it. Right. But um, finding a new spot all the time, we're always we're always trying to find something different and listen to pieces people. But uh, you know, I know we're supposed to have cheesesteaks. We're in Philly, but every time we play that big TLA, we always get those giant piece of pizza instead. Oh, yep, right across the street. Yep, they have the, the from the yeah theater of living arts. They have the big pizzas, and that's right there by the by the cheesesteak spots. Yep, that's another good one. But Brian, another, another thing I was thinking about, and kind of you know to make sure we re- uh, reference Harry and the Potters every episode. You know, they they had some like they kind of showed us the world of like 
trucks not truck stop but sort of like off the highway like little places like down in oklahoma like near the oklahoma texas border there's like a like a pie place oh, or whatever yeah. and you get like pie um so what about anything like that are there any like you know not in the city but like on the way to a thing that you can think of where it's like oh we got to get that i mean i guess the the mad greek uh, another Vegas, you know, uh, in between Vegas and, and Los Angeles, they have oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's that road stop place that Adam Carolla always talks about. Yeah, there's so many unique ones. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing I can always think about is when I'm in certain regions, like what we're going to get. We're in KC. We're going to stop to get some barbecue. We're in Texas. Somebody's going to stop and get some brisket in Austin or some kind of just like, uh, you know, we're going to hit a great like truck, food truck for maybe yep. some Mexican food. When we're in SoCal, we're going to get a California burrito with French fries on it. You know, when we're in Louisiana, we're going to get maybe, you know, pre, mm. pre-veggie pre days, we're going to eat some rabbit stew or something, you know? Yeah, so. get the crawfish boil. Another one, now I know you can get this product just about anywhere these days, but I feel like when we get down to like Texas, Brian, you like to reach for the Topo Chico. Yeah, now, yeah. Now that Coca Cola bought it, can go all. It's everywhere, but um, <laughs> yeah, but it so is all a couple about, there. It's but you try to find places that are unique. So sometimes we don't double up and we don't fully remember. Like Zach's maybe looking for like a gotta go here, but we don't always fully remember because we're always trying to try something different and something new. And we like barely yeah. triple up. We sometimes double up, but we you know we're going there. But. Um, yeah, is that? Uh, is I that think an it's kind of another last thing. Last thing, another common thing is if like there's a good spot next to a venue or like in the neighborhood of a venue. In those cases, maybe we'll like double up, triple up, kind of like you were saying with the pizza place outside TLA, where it's yeah. like if we play a venue a number of times, you know that there's like a place in walking distance that's good. You'll just keep going there or whatever because it's like convenient and you know it's already good. So yeah, that's up in Portland, example. Portland, Oregon has great vegan food around that. Uh, what's that Wonderland Ballroom? It's like yep. in a neighborhood. Yep. Yeah. That's oh. that's fantastic. All right. Thanks, Zach. Yum, yum. Thanks for coming to the show in Vegas. Hopefully your kids can make it next time. Next call. Hi, Cuckoo Kangaroo. My name is Annabelle, and I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I have about, um, I have about um, three, five questions. Um, the first one is, what's your favorite thing to put on top of your pancake? Second one is every state had a food. What would Minnesota be? And then third one is um, there's the most embarrassing place you've ever farted. Fourth, what was the most your most embarrassing time at school? And number five, the last one, did you ever get bullied growing up as a child? Okay, bye. Annabelle is back, Neil. She's back. She's doing long, long buys. They just oh, keep it's going still and going. going. It's still long, going. super long goodbye. Annabelle's returned. She never really went anywhere, but you know. Wait, she, she wait. She, is it still going or? Yeah, it's still. Uh, I can still hear it. Uh, okay. What if what if well. that rolls and like till like the end of the pod? Like we kind of like kept that audio just just going and we kept going in the pod. It's just a nice sound bed. To okay, speak we got. Over. Annabelle said, "Hey, I have three to five questions, and then ask five questions, leaning from." You know, lob ball questions, you know, what do you want to put in your pancakes to did you ever get bullied as yeah. a child? Love yes. it. Love it. Such a such a spectrum here of uh of depth to these questions. But yeah, we'll rapid fire these. Thanks for the multiple questions. 
Annabelle. Uh, favorite Let's thing to put it. on top of your pancakes, Brian? You were just talking about having pancakes. Uh, that You had banana pancakes. Now, were the, was the banana baked in or, you know, kind of in the pancakes, or do you put those on top? No, banana pancakes is one uh, ripe, one uh, speckly brown banana with two eggs in it. You mash them all up, make them a consistency of, like, pancake batter, pour them on a hot pan. So that's the banana pancake. And on those, um, what do I like? I like... I'm a syrup. I'm a syrup person. I like syrup. I don't I like lo- chocolate chips. I don't like blueberries. I don't like anything else. I'll go for agave if we're out of syrup, but I want I would like maple yeah. syrup Guide from syrup. the tree. That's Hopefully a- what Davy Warner tapped. <laughs> Yeah, syrup, got to gotta do it. But I, I'm going to say strawberries. My two favorites probably strawberries and bananas right on top of those pancakes. Sometimes I'll go with a little chocolate, but I'm, I'm usually reaching for the fruit. And you love the, the little whipped You love whipped cream, too. I do. I do. If I can get a little whipped cream, that'd be nice. Um, I don't know what the second question was. If something was blank, what would Minnesota be? I don't know what that is. If every state was a what? I, I'm not really sure. Uh, did you hmm. Did you catch that one, Brian? I didn't catch that one. So let's yeah. just say um, Minnesota's cool. Come Minnesota. visit. Come come check it out. Okay, third one. Ooh. What's the most embarrassing place I've ever farted, Neil? What you got? Um, I'm not thinking of a very specific thing, but I think I've probably like farted on a school bus and like stank the whole thing up. You know what I mean? Like as a kid, accidentally. You know, so uh, I feel like there's definitely, or maybe uh, maybe like a band practice, like a like concert band. You know, there's like 60 people. I'm trying. To, I'm thinking of like places where I've been in a big crowded space, and then it maybe wasn't a loud sound, but it smelled bad, and nobody knew who it was. But if you did it, you know that you, who did it. It was you. Yeah. So you know I'm thinking like you. something like that has probably definitely happened to me before. Do you have a specific memory, Brian? Well, I. I am very flatulent, and mine are loud. Mm. I've, I've the amount of times I've been able to sneak off a quiet one, I can count on one hand. Yes. So I know something is coming out. Like, um, I what did uh what did Travis Riverside say last time? Paint melter. Oh I yes. Had, um, so, but I can just think like uh, I've just gotten so used to the past um you know year of just letting them rip because we're just at home, you know, and nobody else is around. But we were around my mom the other day. And it just came out, and it was loud, and it was. Um, I felt a little bit of shame. I felt a little shame. It. Um, it's only it, natural. It paused the conversation in the room. That's how loud mm-hmm. it was. Everybody had to know. Um, yep. This is kind of the same thing. What's the most embarrassing time at school? Oh, that's that's tough. Embarrassing. Hmm. I don't know if I ever like did anything. I'm trying to think. I can't. I'm sure I did embarrassing stuff, but I don't. I don't. Nothing's coming to mind of like one big thing that happened. Um, you know, I maybe, got one. I got one while you're thinking. You think? Go ahead. Or you got one? No, go ahead. Okay, so I had in like fifth grade. An incident happened. I lost my two front teeth. It's mm-hmm. an intense one. But anyways, then um, last the day before the last day of school, I had, you know, I have fake teeth. You're not thinking about it. But in I think that was like seventh grade, my brother and I were wrestling and we like bumped into a coffee table and the coffee table tipped and like broke my fake teeth out again. Jeez. So we didn't have time because it was like right before bed. So I had to go to the last day of school seventh grade when you're like hey all it is about like yearbook signing and stuff like that and um i basically just like kept you know my front like lip over my teeth so nobody oh could gosh. see and people are like why are you talking like that man? oh my gosh <laughs> that's that a great I, one i still think about like that like i then like the next week you know i could get an appointment and got them like filled in again but i didn't have two front teeth seventh grade for a whole last day of school 
Wow. Yeah, I can't really think of anything like that. So we'll just go with that. And then, Brian, I feel like this dovetails into the next Wait, one. Wait, Neil, you don't feel any embarrassment for <sighs> dyeing your hair at all? The well, hair dye that or was stuff like post that? school. I mean, I guess it counts because I was in college. But yeah, let's go with that one. When I you, was were fe- a- you were, you were, you were rolling it though. You were feeling what? the good vibes of, um, you know, against me and stuff like that. I feel like it's been brought up a lot on the show. But yes, I dyed my hair black <laughs> in freshman year of college, and uh, yeah, someday I'll post pictures of it. Um, and then I'm gonna post pictures. <laughs> bullying. Right. I didn't really get bullied. Brian, you got bullied pretty hardcore. Wasn't a good time. Um, probably maybe, you know, maybe the teeth thing worked its way into that. Maybe that's, uh, you know, a part of the bullying is like you had fake teeth or something like that. I I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. What do you want to say about that? Bullied as a child? Yes, you did. But, uh, what do you want to say? What do you want to (laughs) say? Yeah. Yeah, I did it. Um, it, a kid, I don't really like to call it bullying because it's like makes a silly word about an intense thing. I've probably said this before, but Uh it's like, it's just straight up harassment. You know what I mean? It was like. It was intense, but it was just in a, a kind of a wild school culture. A lot of things like lean into it, right? And um, I do, I, I did get bullied to the point where I had to leave my school. My parents pulled me out and bring, brought me into another school like two weeks before the end of fifth grade, going into sixth grade. Then I spent sixth grade in another school district to kind of like get my feet back on me. But uh, there were kids that did stand up for me, and I do remember those kids like all the time. So. It was tough, but you just need you got to talk about it to help get into a new situation. Or yeah, I feel like schools are a lot pe- better these people days. Aware of it, schools so. are a lot better these days about looking out for that kind of stuff. Like nowadays, so? there's, there's like signs all over. Like we go into school sometimes. There's like signs all over the place, like talking about bullying. And I feel like that wasn't so much of like a big message <laughs> when we were in school, like in the mid '90s, like and stuff like that. You know, it was like now it's way more of a thing. I feel like, and who knows if it's actually working? I don't know. I'm sure kids still get. Bullied yeah, that's and what stuff, I'm saying. But, I think it's probably aware. Yeah. But it, I, but what I'm what I'm saying is that it's circumstances that led to it. You know, there could have yeah. been probably. There's probably anti-bullying campaigns at schools where kids are getting like just destroyed, you know, emotionally. And he's like, there's signs that probably makes it worse. So, yep, yep. Um, all right. Annabelle, thanks for all the questions from the simple to the complicated. You're always calling in. We always appreciate it. Thank you for your long buys. On to the next caller. Bye. Hi, this is Gabriel. I'm from Minnesota. I was wondering if you guys were always um really good rappers or if you guys played other instruments and if you had favorite instruments because my favorite instrument is the guitar i'm not the best at it but i get around and it's very enjoyable for me to play so just wondering about instruments in general and what's the weirdest instrument that you've ever played because i've played some weird instruments but i bet you guys played weirder ones okay thanks bye weird instruments thanks gabe thank you gabriel for the call Right here in Minnesota, instruments, Brian, uh, yes. I feel like I've played a lot because, like, again, going back to, like, concert band in, in like, high school and middle school and stuff, like, when you're in percussion, like, everyone else has to sit there with, like, their one instrument in their lap or whatever, and you're just playing that one over and over again. But, like, when you're in percussion, you have, like, a rotating, you know, you might have five, six, seven people up there, and you got to switch off instruments. And sometimes some of these songs call for, like, you know, some very different, uh, you know, not just like 
bass drum, snare drum, cymbals, like kind of stuff. I was stuff. jealous of the percussion crew. You probably got to play, what's the thing where you slap the two boards together to make like the whip sound? Yeah, oh yeah, that one, yeah, that one's just called, uh, I think that one might be just be called a whip. Really? Uh, or a, or a uh, I don't know if it was called or a whip or a slap or something like that, a wood slap or something like that. What's the one we hear um, in songs sometimes and we like giggle about it, but it sounds like a rattlesnake tail. It goes like... Like a yeah, that clava? one's like a no. that one. No, that one is called a. Uh, that's a vibra slap. That's what that one's called. Um, so that's why I'm, that's where I'm getting the. That's the a great name slap. for it. That's a really good one. Um, but yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's just called yeah a whip or says or a slapstick or a clapper is what you call those is what you're talking about. Um, so yeah, so percussion you get to play so many different kinds of uh, you know percussion things, shakers, uh, xylophones, like all sorts of things like that. So that that I feel like is a good way to. To uh, play lots of different weird instruments, but uh, what do you got, Brian? What, what's uh, what's uh, what's some different instruments that you know how to play? I feel like you got a lot. I I'm uh, yeah I'm I've kind of found there's people that are like really good. They're in a pocket. They're really good. They learn their one instrument and they become proficient. And then I I can play four chords on a lot of stuff. You know, you <laughs> yep. can like kind of find your way around. It's a good I way never to be. like honed in, but had piano lessons and then. I think playing acoustic rhythm guitar is my favorite thing to play. But the weirdest thing I ever played was when we went to your brother's dorm room and one of his Ooh. roommates had an Omnicord. Yes, like, the like Omnicord. The, the original one. And was it like, did we know about the Omnicord and then that band made a whole album around it? What was the name? Minus the Bear? Oh, yeah. They used it a lot. Yeah, and they called it Omni. Oh, yeah. They had a whole, yeah, they kind of like wrote the whole record. Because then yeah. I bought an Omnicord, but it, is not the same. It's more mm-hmm. of like a, I want to get that '80s one, that white yeah, one, that more like, authentic one. Classic yeah, version. mine's called like a m- mellow chord or something mm, like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's kind of the coolest thing, you know. It's an auto. It's an electric auto harp, is what it is. So yeah. that's the only way you have to like kind of Google it. But, but you also yeah. play banjo. You play harmonica. You got you got all these things. Mandolin. You can do it. You can do it all. You can do it all. Like hey, you, said. you can play four chords in anything. You know? <laughs> there you go. Musical instruments are fun, you guys. All right, and here here comes another one. Hey guys, it's Mr. Dunlow from Virginia. My question is, if you guys could collaborate with any other artist, living, dead, realistic, unrealistic, whatever, who would you choose to collaborate with? And maybe just a brief explanation as to why. Feel free to each answer this individually or answer it as cuckoo kangaroo as a unit. Uh, whatever works. Just if you guys with no limits can make a song with anyone ever, who are you rocking out with? All right. Peace. Mr. Dunlow. All right. Yeah. Collaboration. Making new songs with uh, with other musicians, Brian. That is interesting. That is, uh, you know, we don't really do much collaboration, I suppose. I mean, we do we do collaborate with creative people all the time, um, whether that be videos, whether that be, you know, artists to do like designs and stuff like that. So we definitely do a lot of collaboration, but not so much, I guess, in the straight up making songs uh, aspect. You know, our new album, Slow Clap, was made with a different producer, uh, Mr. Mr. Laserbeak out here in the Twin Cities. So that's a good example of that. So he, he was heavily involved in the collaboration. And then, but even when we have like guest verses, like I wouldn't really call that necessarily like a super big collaboration. It's not like we're putting our heads together and trying to figure out the best words for this. We just 
usually just send them a beat and then they make a cool verse and then we're off and running. So you, you know, know what came to my mind right off the bat, Neil, was yeah, well, when something you and I both liked when we played that that uh, Fulton Fulton Festival. Yes, yes, the beer festival and um, this uh, trio of brothers, this rock band called the Shackletons. We had never yes. met before, and they reached out and said, "Hey, we want to like do a live." like rock version of cat party will you guys sing it and so we did they like during their set they called us up and we like sang cat party but they were rocking it and so that came to mind that was the first thing i thought about was like hey if we're going to collaborate with a band i think i would go with like any kind of punk band to try to make i'm always kind of trying to chase that like punk that like i'm trying to chase that energy like how can we get that energy through drum machines and synth beats you can't fully get it but that's what yep. we're always kind of chasing and i think that that would be really fun to do yeah it'd be really we, fun yeah. to sit down in a room like be in a basement with like a rock band like creating new songs and being like oh this song we could do this with this song and stuff like that that's a, that would be really cool i've always wanted to be in a punk band i think so that's kind of why i'm chasing it so one uh, what one, artist one like producer that comes to mind that I think would be really fun or another artist that, you know, I know we both really like and you, you like this person, I think, even more than I do. But I just love like their general sound and think it would be really fun and creative is Dan Deacon. You know, like what if what if we could make new songs with Dan Deacon out of Baltimore? That would be that would be something special. So I think that's my oh. answer. Oh, if we could hang out yeah, in the Wham City Collective, that'd mm. be wild. Yeah, yeah Dan. Yeah, we we need to talk about him more when we talk about influences. He's totally. he's right. He's he's a subconscious one, but he's right there all the time. Live show on the floor, and that's a big deal. Yeah, everything. So that'd be that'd be great to collaborate with. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're saying Dan? I'm saying yep. probably like what's in it when we were looking at boxcar racer stuff. What was the name of the producer who worked on that boxcar racer thing and all the rest of the stuff? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I forget the name of it. I'd probably want to make tracks with Tom. That's who I'd pick. Tom DeLong. Tom DeLong. <laughs> DeLong. There you go. Some blink yeah. stuff. So yeah, some rock music, some different types of things. There you go. Shout out to Mr. Dunlow coming through with the question. Uh, Brian, should we do another call? Let's keep it moving. In the words of Lars. Hi, my name is August from Moline. Uh, my question is, what was the very first song you made? August, August. a little simple Thank one here. Moline. Neil, do you remember playing the Moline Library? I don't. Is Moline, Illinois? Yeah, I think it's like right on the edge there. Oh, cool. We've it's, been there. It's like right by the, it, it's on the opposite side of Chicago. I think it's over by uh, Iowa. Like, oh, all right. Like towards the quad cities. We gotta get back there. Moline in the house. Real simple one here, Brian. I don't think it was first, a good show. That's probably why. Right. Yeah, we blocked it out. That, that's how that goes. But uh, first song we ever made. Now, this would have been for the Battle of the Bands uh, back at St. Mary's. My recollection is rolling in the minivan. I feel like that's what we always say. Is that correct? Is that is that our first song ever? I think that was the first Cuckoo Kangaroo song. Rolling. Was it? So we, we first played... We had an artistic like collaboration that was called what was the what was the first thing we played in with Rick and ADB and we wore the coverall suits. Yeah, birthday party. Birthday party, that's right. So the first show was birthday party and what songs did we play for that? Mm. We did a Beastie Boys song, didn't we? Yeah, but I was thinking of the originals. I'm not really sure. Yeah, we did Fight for Your Right, I think. Cuz I think we came out and did Elemental P for that thing. So does that count as the first one? So maybe it morphed but together. But that wasn't technically coup at the time, so it gets a little fuzzy. 
you guys. So yeah, let's say let's say it was LMNOP and uh, and rolling in the minivan. Those are yeah. the first two. We made them kind of at the same time. Those are the first big ones. And uh, yeah, those uh, those are still around to listen to today. So you can go listen to our very earliest, most raw stuff right there because we didn't even know what we were doing. We were just 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 making some weird stuff up and going for it. Now now we try a little bit more to achieve specific things. Back then, whatever whatever goes. Yeah, it so, did. Yeah. But I still get the same sensation off of like creating a song. Like I still get the same kind of high. For I sure. do kind of, but I think the first song we actually put out, like recorded and like put up on our MySpace page, I think that had to have been the song called like Silver Ducks that you can't really find anymore, like based on like how people would use little baby silver ducks to like make duct tape and how we thought it was bad. And I remember this guy I sent it to said like, this sounds terrible. <laughs> so just keeping it real know, with you right pushing, there. Kept pushing. So. Uh, yeah, so that uh, that is the deal. Shout out to MySpace. Shout out to August for the question. Keeping it moving. Here we go. Good evening. This is Trace Lane Smith calling from Dallas, Texas. Wondering if you boys are ever going to get into this country music. I mean, it's been around a long time. Ain't going nowhere now. So get yourself out a fiddle and a banjo. Let's hear some country music for America. God bless. Ooh, okay. Now, we just said, Brian, that you actually do uh, play the banjo. You know how to play four chords on the banjo. Do you, do you own a banjo? Is, is, that, is that something you own still? I own a, a five-string resonator banjo. Yes, I do. Okay, and, so we're, uh, we're getting there. We're, we're most of the way to having a country band, I think. So would we ever consider um, getting into country music? What do you think about that? I think it'd be fun. I... I you know, we were talking about. Can I talk about our idea? We were kind of riffing on. Yeah, even let's go. This? Let's go. First of all, first of all, Trace Lane Smith is an incredible name. Incredible name. Wow. So, like, Three names. I I'm rethinking how I name my children, and I possibly messed up. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking about like, hey, we should get some bands that we like work with to make different video live videos that are like different backup bands. And I was suggesting a polka band and then, but we should maybe get like a, you know, a country band, especially like when you're like dabbling within that, like country music to bluegrass, like anytime we're using banjo and fiddle and we're getting speedy, like those, those tempos, those, what do you call that beat where it's like a, yeah, just sort of like a rolling. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, super upbeat kind of like a, yeah, almost like rolling on the drums, you know, kind of doing a quick fill. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like a railroad drum. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. I Sound mean, like the train's Trace, coming. Trace Lance Smith, um, he makes a great point. When are we going to get into it? It's just like, uh, should we? Maybe we should. I don't know. I think I think we could. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I, you know more about this than I do, but I feel like modern country music is like slowly c- getting more hip hop and getting more like dance elements into it. Um, you know, radio, so I feel radio, like radio, radio, stuff is, yeah. radio. That's what I mean. So it's like you know, that's maybe not what what uh, you know Trace is referring to here, but I feel like there's a little bit of that in there. You can have you know, kind of more of a more of a pump and 
pop beat in your country country music these days. So maybe there's a little crossover there for us. But you know, whenever we get questions like this, whenever we get suggestions like this, to us it just goes into the folder of like potential concept album ideas. I would say, totally. you know, so like I feel like this could be a whole album where it's you know we have a country music backup band, or we just do some different styles where we have our own flavor in there, but with a different genre. So. I feel like this is a really good idea from uh, Trace Lane Smith, the one and only. I mean, you have to have an amazing, you have to have a fantastic fiddle player. Like everybody yes. in the band has to be tight on rhythm, but the fiddle player has to just be able to to rock it. I mean, I I, I did um I did a did sing "Devil Went Down to Georgia." Wow, for a school because um the woman in the high school like our like show choir band she could play she could play so well and she could do that like solo part she could do you know that fiddle part you have so, to have that first you have to have that first before you even just you know even look at doing that so i mean if you're, you're like, gonna i mean we have yeah, the fiddle if you're gonna do a fiddle and a banjo i've been listening to a lot of alabama lately have you ever been listening to All alabama right. no i don't know if i can name a single alabama song but well I they know sing them. The, you know they sing the if you're gonna play in texas uh, gotta have a fiddle in a band, so <laughs> right maybe, there, they said it first. That lead guitar is hot, yeah. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll just do an Alabama tribute album. That's there, what we we do. there we we'll go. There we go. All like right, that. I think it's a good idea, Trace. But if you know any great players, that might be helpful for next time we visit Dallas, Texas. Hi, my name is Tyler from St. Paul. What is your favorite kind of shark? And also, my favorite kind of shark is a sand shark because I touched one before at the Kansas City Zoo. Bye. Tyler, great vibe. Yeah, Tyler Taylor maybe. A little, t- little Taylor in there maybe when I heard it. So Tyler oh. Taylor, one of those two. Close From enough. St. Um, Paul. St. Okay, Paul. So it got to touch um, sand, sand shark. shark. Yeah, I know they have like dogfish sharks and sand sharks. Those are the ones that like kind of like cruise low. They have like those big like they're like uh they're like brown tan speckled and they have like um oh, they yeah. almost look like dalmatian spots on them. Yes, yes, yes. And they cruise down so you can kind of like pet the top of their fin. Sometimes they do them with a non-stinging like sea rays that stink, you know, rays they'll have in there too. So that's yep. fun. Neil, so, what you got for sharks? Yeah, and there's 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 so many cool sharks. I mean, that's that's you know, obviously people I think like sharks because they have this very intimidating, almost like predator type of thing, and the whole like jaws angle. Like, there's a lot that goes into the world of sharks. But um, you know, the, what is also cool about them though is that there's there's all these all these types, and they all look, you know, there's there's lots of different styles that look so different. So that is certainly uh, that is certainly cool. I mean, the hammerhead is, is way up there. That is a very that's a very uh, classic kind of different kind of shark, um, definitely. But I, you know, I'm looking at some pictures of some sharks here, and I really like this like sawfish or saw shark. You oh, know, it's got yeah. the long pointy nose on them. You know, the saw shark. Yeah, like the um, serrated blade nose you're talking yes, about, right? Yes, the blade with the blade nose. That looks dope. That is super cool and different. So, you know, uh, I got love for lots of sharks, but uh, I'll go saw shark here because uh, very unique and uh, not not many, uh, you know, even animals in, in all the ocean have um, have something like that going for them. So that's a cool feature. I'll go saw shark. Brian, you, uh, you go to more zoos than I and the uh, Minnesota Zoo especially. What you been thinking? Are you and you, and you watch a lot of nature things with with your kids? So uh, true. You know, well, I gotta what, check out this you, Kansas you know City Zoo. If this is a recommendation, I'll put it on my list. Mm-hmm. I do want to go to the Columbus, Ohio Zoo. I've heard that is that is a treat. 
to visit. You, but your uh, watched... your in laws were talking about the Milwaukee Zoo, talking that it's a very nice zoo. So that might have to be another one we go check out. Yeah, I've yeah, that was nice. It was good. Um, okay, so with even though my mom tried to guard me from any type of movie that was like. <laughs> any type of anything basically i did watch jaws way too young as a child and i don't even think i probably watched it i probably saw a clip of it on tv (laughs) while somebody was changing the channel Uh and i still have like instincts in the pool where i'm like looking behind (laughs) me like i'm a 35 year old grown man i know that there's nothing in this pool but it still just like gets you you know so but i think um after watching you know our planet and stuff the um, I know a lot of sharks give birth live, but they talk about the lemon shark. It lives in this cool place where, like, the tree roots basically, like, come down not through the sand but through the water. So it kind of, like, goes underneath trees that are in the water. And it wow. gives – it goes it goes back to this place it's never been since the day it was born, like, years upon years later. And it gives birth, and they immediately split off. They don't even say, what's up? All like ten <laughs> babies just bounce, yep. and they're out, and um, and then they go get some food. They grow up, and then they go out into the deep ocean, and then they just know how to get back to this place to give birth again. Like fifteen years later, it's wild. Five years, I don't know how long. It's too long. How they do this? So I'm gonna say, um, just because I know that I know that's probably like maybe routine for a lot of sharks, but I specifically know it's the lemon shark, and I really like lemon cake. So I'm going to say lemon shark. Nice. The instinctual. They just know where to go. It's just built into them. They know how to go back. But, yeah, that is cool. That is uh, Animals are cool in general. They got all this great stuff going on. But uh, we had to know about sharks. And uh, Tyler sounds like a shark fan. Kansas City Zoo. Here we come. We'll, we'll be out there eventually. We'll go check out that zoo. Thank you very much for the question. Onward. Hi. Here's David from Braunschweig in Germany. I wanted to ask you the following question. Let's imagine there's a Cuckoo Kangaroo tribute record in the future. Which band do you want on this record? Or do you have already some band for specific songs in mind? It could be any band from now or from the past. Thanks. Bye. David. What a fun question. Neil, Germany. Somebody called in from Germany. I didn't know if it was possible, but uh, they did. Thank you to our first German caller, I believe, uh, David. The, the internet is cool, Neil. Yeah, I think this is legit. This could be a prank, but I don't know. I feel like if it was, you'd probably use a more, um, you know, you you would maybe use a more, uh, you know, sort of funny German name, like they'd be Hans or something, you know. Yeah, and they probably would pick like Munich or they'd probably pick like a bigger city. But Brunswick, you know, that's like a little bit that's not I'm sure it's pretty, pretty big, but it's not one of the big ones that everybody knows. So this might be legit. You someday, know, I think someday we need to play Germany, Neil. Oh, we have Just to. for David. We have to get out there for David. And he wants to know about tribute records. So we're talking a lot about songs today. We're talking a lot about, you know, we've already talked about, you know, other people collaborating with other bands and and playing country music and playing other instruments and things. So this is this is the next step forward where it is it is an entire we are not in this band. This is this is an entirely different band performing our music. Yeah, this um, isn't this is thirty years down the line. Right. Right. But we're imagining it's now somebody puts together like, hey, for charity, for the kids, let's make get a bunch of, you know, cool people to like 
cover their favorite cuckoo kangaroo song. Let's say that that exists in the future, right? We get we get to be that kind of big band in the sense that right now they just announced a Woody Guthrie album by a bunch of like hip indie country artists and folk ah, artists, basically, nice. right? Yep. yep. And everybody picks um, one song and does it or whatever. Yeah. Now, all these people on this Woody Guthrie record are people that you would imagine would cover a Woody Guthrie song, possibly in their live set. And that that it's probably good for like selling it, right? It's selling it, the record to a specific dem- demographic. But I would want to like flip the table on this and be like, you need a hip hop artist, you need a metal band, you need like a a shoegaze band, you need a folk band, uh, classical doing it ambient instrumental like what else am i missing here so we you're saying it, you're saying it's an your idea is to have an album and each song is a different fully different genre as performed by you know someone within that within that world yeah i think that would make it that would be fun that would be fun that'd be really interesting i think so what do you think about that yeah no i like that obviously that's uh that is uh that, the, the variety there is off the charts right you, every every next track is is just something totally different than the one before it and yeah you'll never hear that genre again on the album like that is that's a lot of fun that's i wonder if that exists anywhere like has anybody ever done that for any band like i feel like these things exist where it's like each genre has its own album or whatever uh but hey this is uh th- this is our answer to this question and we can pick whatever we want so it doesn't yeah, have I'm to saying be that, that realistic. I want, when i think of a tribute record like i want it to you be all, of all over the board you know yeah yeah so, totally so what do you what do you what do you got here if you were thinking about that like what bands would you pick or artists would you pick well, I think I, I'm, I'm going to go the other way and kind of just stick with like one genre, or one kind of idea that I think would be fun to have a tribute album, um, you know, kind of, you know, covering our song. You want and, all Michelle Branch. Well, that's not too far off. You know, I guess I don't have a super specific thing, but I would really want, um, you know, uh, I would really want something that has the opposite sort of energy and uh, is really relaxing, you know. So it's maybe you want more an of iron like, and wine cuckoo kangaroo cover. I think cover. that's about it. I think that's All about right, it. Th- I'm thinking really sparse uh, acoustic guitar, and then also very like soothing harmonies and vocals. You know, maybe like a male and female like harm- harmonizing type of thing. Uh, very relaxing. Now I'm not talking about lullabies. Now that is a that's a genre onto its own. You could find all sorts of that kind of thing, right? Of like. Foo Fighters songs, lullaby versions, you know, like uh, that that exists. And I don't really want lullabies. We already make songs for families and for kids. Like we don't need to do like the haha funny kids album. Like already do that. So instead, we want like more of a serious thing. So yeah, I would want something that yeah is more just sparse and very relaxing. Maybe some vibes, you know, like the percussion instrument, like the you know vibraphone. Um, you know, just something that you can really relax to and light a candle to because it's so different from what we normally do. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Or maybe like oh, a light, I see. So a you light don't have jazz a specific version. band like in nope. mind that you would want to cover. You have a nope. you have a, a vibe. I'm thinking more of a genre, yeah. So I don't know. A, a, a band, yeah, I'm not sure what band it would be. I mean, I talked about Bad, Bad, Not Good. That'd be really cool. Um, they're more like experimental and maybe a little more like hip hoppy and funky, but they also get really quiet as well. So I feel like that would be good. A recommendation for me from a few weeks ago. So I guess I'll go with that one. If you're going to pin me down and make it be a band, but I think just anything. I'm not pinning you down. I'm I'm not pinning you down. I'm just asking. No, no, no. Yeah. No, but, uh, if David is David from from Brunswick, I will make you say David Gray. We are not leaving here until you give me a specific band. You must Uh, say Goo Goo Dolls. That's right. (laughs) 
your go-to. You know, you know, I'm a Matchbox boy. Um, but yes, that's a good question. I like to think about that. Hopefully, someone makes a tribute. Band. That's the thing too. Is like you can't you can't commission your own tribute record, or can you? Maybe we'll have to be the first to ever do that. It's not conceded at all. Yeah, does that seem so super egotistical? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, yeah. my songs are so great. Can you famous people cover them for me? We'll That'd just be great. we'll just have David call people on behalf of us. You know what I mean? Only they don't know that we're the ones asking. You know, Neil, David will just going call on the Matchbox thing. Mm. If Rob Tom, I was just going to say yeah. Rob. You knew who that was. But I know. I will I knew, say the I full knew. name Rob Thomas. Yeah, not our friend Rob. I'm when you say Rob, I, I assume Rob Thomas. Yeah. Let's say first of all, have you ever seen the episode of Rob Thomas in Always Sunny? Oh no, I don't think I have. It's I thought you were him gonna say, and Sinbad uh, together playing like these like characters. Oh, like, I've seen against, that. Like, yeah, yeah I've seen that one. I thought you were gonna say, have you seen Rob Thomas on uh, Daryl's house from uh, uh, Hall and Oates? He has, oh, uh, that like you the wonderful the show where they like yeah. sing together. No, is that good? It's so good. Yeah, they do. They do smooth, and then they also do like some. You know, I think they do. I can't go. I can't go with that or whatever. So. Uh, yeah, that's okay. uh, it's a good one. Check so out Daryl's house. Rob gets your cell phone number. He got it from me, but instead of like looping you guys together, I just I just made him cold call you. Okay, uh-huh. so Rob yep. calls you and he says, "Hey, I'm gonna cover Cuckoo Kangaroo for my next co- my next record. He's gonna put it on the album. Mm. Are you just elated because you're such a fan that it you're just totally in? You don't think anything of it, or does it cross your mind of I wish it was Matchbox covering it?" <laughs> yeah i would ask uh, yeah you're right i would have that would be my first question i would say thank you thank you for considering us but can you get the band back together to do this like you know like i can't name any of the other guys' name no, i know no. the guitar player's name because he does that big epic solo in that like slow piano song but yeah 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 i could maybe i can maybe um visualize what the drummer looks like but no i i don't know any of those guys either but yeah same thing as like hootie and the blowfish like i would want it i don't want darius to do it i want a hootie and the blowfish version of our i do know that drummer's stuff. Name's Sunny. And okay, there you go. <laughs> hey, what's that? Um, what's that Matchbox song? Came a little later in their career, but it's like, you've got a picture of me in that apartment <laughs> by the city. It's like a piano ballad, and then the guitar. Oh, rips at yeah, the yeah. I know what you mean. That's on uh, Mad Season. Um, yeah, that is. That's their. I think their second single. Um, from Mad Season. It's called. I am on the Wikipedia page right now. Oh, you know what that song that came out? It was the first time I saw a 360 video on YouTube, basically. It was from Matchbox 20. They did, like, a greatest hits compilation, and then they put, like, two extra songs on there. Um, but they had the song that's like, I believe the world is coming to the ground. You know what I'm talking about? You know that one? Oh, is that just Rob Thomas, though? I don't know. Maybe it is. You know what I figured out right in this moment? That I am my mom describing movie stars. You know that one person that was in ER one time as a guest host and they have brown hair? That's what she does to me. You know? And that's what I'm doing to you right now. All right. Let's keep let's keep it going. Hi. This is Renee from Savage. I was just wondering, as the Olympics are going on right now, if you guys could do a sport at the Olympics. Which one would you participate in? Thanks. Ooh, the Olympics. Brian, you've been watching some Olympics? Thanks, Renee. These days? I have. Oh, can I say this? No, I haven't mm. even. No, I haven't watched okay. a single thing of the Olympics. It's okay. You just you just um, don't love America. That's all. It's all right. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to. You know, it's just like some people don't and some people do. It's okay. But we yeah, were talk- no. we were talking about this the other day about how it's like, 
I said, has the media landscape changed or am I just kind of older that like when you were a kid, it was like the Olympics are on. We watched everything. But now it's like, oh, did the Olympics start? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, the changing. Uh, so you media have environment. no, you have because we talked about this. We talked. You, you guys were you were talking with the dads about this. That's right, and I have a, a Olympic based uh, recommendation in our segment, so I won't spoil that one. But uh, yeah, I've been enjoying some Olympics. I always watch basketball. I always watch swimming. I always like um, you know the water polo. You know our water po- water polo career has been. Uh, has been uh, covered here on this very podcast. Highly publicized. Um, you know, but the Olympics is all about watching stuff that you're you're just going to watch once every four years. So it's a lot of fun to dig into that. And, yeah, it can be hard to kind of find where all the stuff is. Like, where do I find this event? Uh, this happened 12 hours ago, but what, what's live? What's not? Like, all that stuff. So it's kind of tough. But um, this is if we could participate in the sport. And I, let's yeah, say, pick a uh, summer and pick a winter. Pick one yeah, from each. That's interesting, yeah. And I think, um, you know, I think it'd be cool if we could do. The, there's lots of like duo things, so I think it'd be fun Ooh. if we could pick some that we would do together. Luge. You know what I mean, yeah, yeah. I think two person luge is a thing. You know, flying down the flying down the course. Uh, you know, just straddling that toboggan, going down. You know, that's yeah, could, for the winter. That could be bobsled. I think you have to have four, but maybe there's one or two man bobsled, Bob's uh, two. or maybe that's you know just what? called they luge as well. After we rented that tandem bike for those press yes. pictures and we tried to ride it, like that's hard. They should have tandem biking. I think they should. It was very difficult. It takes a lot. And I don't think they might so. have it. I haven't watched yet this year. Now, yeah. normally, Neil, I was trying to be honest with you. Normally, when somebody says Olympics, oh, I keep the conversation going. I lie. I've seen a couple things on Twitter. I've talked to some people. I have enough like wherewithal to keep the conversation going without watching. But I was just yes. trying to be real with you. You know. And, and and real with our audience, you know. True. I mean? All like, right. Uh, what they, do you pick? They what will you be picking? able to. Tell. We're doing it real, real for Renee here. Real for Renee. this is this is for Renee. I think um I think it'd be fun for you and I to do um like a diving, like synchronized diving. You know, like uh, we don't have to actually be good. I think we just have to you know just do some try some stuff out here, and I think we both enjoy the water and and uh you know I know you're no stranger many, to the diving board so I don't know maybe one I don't know I feel like we could maybe each do a flip off there or um we could it doesn't even have to be a traditional kind of stuff you know we could get up in the air and uh you know do some uh do, do some uh, poses or you know other other things like that so I think we would we would maybe be very good at that together if we're talking about like a you and me doing an event uh, at the yeah. same time I think you and I would win in like costuming and like mm, uh, yes. presentation and then we probably just do a cannonball or something Thing. Mm, yep, that's that's definitely part of it. So I, I don't know. I enjoy the water, so I think yeah, diving, synchro diving is uh, is my answer. Well, do you have any other ones in mind that you think uh, you know you or we should do? I think we should do badminton. Yes, is that a sport? great one. Yes, it is. It is an Olympic sport. Yes. Oh yeah, we should do badminton. What about winter? What'd you say? No, we're winter. Not we we were talking about luge, talking about bobsled. Winter. What are some other winter? What's a curling team as three? Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, no, we could do. Curling. How many throw the rock, and then there's one person guy. There's like the caller. The uh, you, yeah, the sweeper, you. the sweeper person too. You got to have. So yeah, maybe it's may, four. We need to get maybe one more, but that's okay. We'd be we'd make up most of the teams. So, yeah, curling. That's a good. That's a good uh, sport. That's uh, Minnesota. Lots of folks in Minnesota play that. There's a there's like a curling club over here in St. Paul. So well, all the yeah. t- Olympic team practices up in Bemidji. There you go. We got it going on. Uh, but yes, Olympics. Go watch them. They're fun. Go USA. All right. Next next caller. Two more. Thanks, Thanks Renee. Hey, cuckoo. This is 
Alex from Orlando, Florida. Um, I was wondering if you guys could make a theme park ride, what would it be? Would it be based on one of your favorite movies or maybe a TV show or maybe a cuckoo song? Let me know. Okay, yes. Alex, you, you know think I Alex to... likes theme parks if he lives in Orlando? No, I think he just knows that we like them, so he, he doesn't like them at all. He was He's just kind of throwing us a bone here. He lives going... in Orlando, yeah, and he's just yeah. anti- yeah, yeah, he's on the he's uh yeah he's trying to get them torn down. Actually, he's out there lobbying and uh, <laughs> picketing and yeah, he's picketing and making sh- trying to get them torn down. They're bad for the earth. Um, but no, thank you, Alex, for the question. This is exciting. I mean, this will probably make this. You know, we've already done sort of like regional theme parks. Maybe we'll do some where we make up our own rides. But let's go right now with it. You know, we're making up a cuckoo kangaroo. Um, ride, and uh, we're just going to do this off the dome freestyle edition here. I can hear um, in your voice you're elated, Neil. So just take it away. Go. I don't. I don't have a ton of ideas, but I do think again, like kind of considering what we both like. That why don't you think, say Neil's favorite first? Because if you do mine, it's going to be like, hey, it includes a couch and not moving. You know. So. Oh yeah, no, yeah. The, the thrill element is something that yeah, we 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 disagree on. Our bodies disagree on them, but um, you know, I I think it'd be really fun to have a theme park experience where it is like um, you're going to a cuckoo show and, you know, you load into like this theater, but um, you know, then maybe it, maybe some sort of introduction happens, but then there's an issue and we're um, you know, every, every good uh, theme park ride, um, something has to go wrong, right? And then, and then you, the audience, has to like save the day. So um, I feel like we have to keep kind of that element of like a show is supposed to happen, but then the guys are missing or something happens, and then all of a sudden your um, feeder seats begin to move. Um, you know, very much like uh, Universe of Energy, old school Epcot attraction. You know, you'd be watching this, you know, film on on uh, energy sources, and then all of a sudden your huge, you know, seat, your huge benches of seats start moving forward and the screen moves and then you start going into all these amazing sets and stuff like that so i think that would be cool only then maybe it's a little more thrilling and then we get into the dance party we get into you know more of the energy more of the thrills more of the find brian and neil they got they got lost or something bad happened to them we got to get them to get them, get them back to the show so i think that is those and are then the at the very outlines. end your seat drops 10 stories straight mm, that's right you go underground and then you swoop back up above ground it's it's a whole thing. It's never been done before. It's revolutionary ride tech. Uh, we'll we'll have we'll have it all. You know, we'll have a little bit of something for everybody, including all the thrills. So, um, but I think it'd be fun to start a show because that's the thing. You know, you know, Alex did say theme park ride, but um, you know, I think it could be any sort of uh, attraction that can that could take place that would you know fit into a theme park. So we can kind of go wider with this. But that's that's kind of what I got, Brian. Uh, what do you think? And what what sort of uh, cuckoo attraction would you? You, uh, come up with well i mean you hit the nail on the head if it's going to be like a cuckoo attraction you know but yep. i think people are expecting from us they're like oh these guys are wild they're so great like if i was going to make a ride for myself i'd be like hey there's a couch that moves forward and every five minutes you get to try a new kind of snack that sounds like a, that sounds like a great idea I, I, I can already you know a lot of these are sponsored things i feel like the sponsors are just lining right up for this one it's perfect i think that's a great idea for both people the sponsorship people and the person riding the ride so you get all these different kinds of cool couches right yep and then um you get to like I want every kind of snack company to like test out new stuff on yes, you, right? Yes, so you get a little yes. thing, you get to eat it, maybe like 
then like whoever's like playing that day like you get to like see that like a new band a local band in town just like testing it out you know they know it's for a big ride so they're gonna give it their all their mom's videotaping and stuff like that so anyways that's what i was thinking (laughs) but if you're gonna make a ride for just you is it gonna be like a really intense roller coaster with like nine corkscrews on it or no i mean i i like that stuff and i think that's fun but for me it's more about being innovative with the space and surprising people as far as what's going to happen you know so i i like the surprise and i like the you know using new technology or using um, a different kind of uh, ride experience than we've seen before you know so i would lean towards something like that a little more ambitious you know uh, just just straight up roller coasters are fun and everything but we kind of done we've done we've been there we've done that you know so keep I it moving innovate yeah i want to innovate a little bit more but uh we'll talk like more it. theme parks another time thank you alex i hope Thanks, alex uh, i hope That's you nice. fail at your plot to uh tear down the theme parks in uh in orlando because they, they should be there um and someday i think you'll agree uh last caller here one more hi my name is sophie and i'm from racine wisconsin I know that the two of you have traveled the entire country together while on tour for Kangaroo, and I want to know if you had to remove one state from the United States, which one would it be and why? Whoa, Sophie, coming Heavy in. Heavy duty. She's trying to get us canceled. I know, I know. This is uh, this is a tough one because, uh, you know, we probably have people who might like us in, in, in one of these places. But, you know, I think we can answer this and still be respectful to the every state's got some good stuff going for it. You know, there's some great people. There's some great food. There's some great culture everywhere. But Racine, Racine, Wisconsin, home of the Kringle, Neil. Oh, the Kringle. The Kringle is what, meat? No, the Kringle is like a circle breakfast pastry. Oh yes, and okay. the the original one is the Ohm Bakery. Now there's Got some it. other Racine favorites that are probably gonna it, it's it's gonna come down heavy. People are like Ohm is not the best, but I yes. mean there's Ohm. All right, so who are you? What are you picking? What's your gut saying? Uh, Florida with a bullet. <laughs> You're going straight Florida. I Get mean, I just here. got done saying that I love the theme parks, and Alex is you know trying to get them to go away, but. I, now I'm going above him and saying, okay, the whole state should go away. You know, no, it shouldn't uh, go away. They're just saying it should. Be, it's it's basically another world kind of. It thing, is, you know? yes. So. That's the other way to look at this. Is like, what state, like it, for whatever reason, like should be its own country. Like it should secede and split off and and really like get form its own government now. So I, you know, I would say Florida is yes, it is for so many reasons. It is so different than the rest of. The country, they do their own thing. They have uh, their own type of stuff going on down there. Some of it is more enjoyable than other parts. Um, but, you know, it's all good. But, yeah, Florida to me is the first thing that I thought about. But there's a number of different ways you could go with this. Do you have a different idea, Brian, besides Florida? A different. This isn't in a negative way. This is because the right. state is kind of on its own. Uh, it, it rides in a different wavelength. You it's know when you cool. have like it's a too group cool of for friends? What did you say? It's too cool for us. Yeah, it's too cool for us, but it's, um, you know, like when you have a group of friends and everybody's in this conversation and this person is like, basically says one word the whole night, but you're just like, yep, that's cool. That's just this person, you know, that's their thing and that's okay. They're still a part of it. Mm. But I'm feeling like every time I'm feeling Montana. Okay. Like Montana, Montana is just, um, it's on another wavelength. You know what I mean? They're just, we've played Montana multiple times. And uh, it's just in, in the opposite way of what Florida is. It's just in a different vibe. 
So. Yeah, big sky, wide open, just lots of lots of nature out there, and um, you know, probably not many people. You know, so yeah, they could uh, they could definitely split up, split up and uh, do their own thing, and uh, yeah, I like the idea. I mean, I feel like Alaska and Hawaii are two other ones, is because they don't, you know, they're not in the continental. You know, I feel like they could maybe do their own thing. Uh, so those I are think other if two. some other people were answering this that weren't from Minnesota, they would say Minnesota just be part of Manitoba already. You know, just right. go. Just join Canada. Just, just float up and do what you want to do. Do what yeah. you were bo- destined to do. So yeah, I think that's I think that's true. A lot of people do feel that way. Uh, well, hopefully, uh, man, that we're, makes getting sense, some, we're getting some. We're getting the hard hitters. You know, that's right. Not, we had to had to go out on that one. Neil, remember when we would do a lot of skypes, and then on the same Skype, thirty kindergartners in a row would ask us what our favorite color is, even though oh. we answered the kid before us what their favorite color. Do you miss those questions, or did you like this mailbag? I like this a lot more. I like this a lot more. Thank you, everybody, for uh, asking some some innovative questions, some uh, different stuff than we normally get. That's how you get on this show. Uh, yeah. Let us ask. know if you if we should um, do more mailbags. We've you know I guess we've done this our third within eighteen episodes. So yeah, every six we're doing them. You know, sixish. Every month, uh, every oh, almost every like three months or whatever. So yeah, maybe we'll do another one uh, before the year is up, something like that. Who knows? But Neil, will, what are you thinking for next episode? Yeah, we got to do another show here in two weeks, and let's get back to let's get back to the format. Let's get back to doing what we normally do, and uh, we would love to talk about musical theater, musicals. Everybody is what we're going to talk about. So. You know, I feel like uh, there's a lot of crossover, hopefully, with uh, people who like our band and musical theater. That was certainly, uh, you know, big background for you, Brian, doing doing some theater, as we've talked about on this show. Uh, uh, not not West Side, but uh, uh, Do- Guys and Dolls. Yes, Guys and Dolls. That. I did love that. musicals a yes. lot. So we want to know, what is your favorite musical of all time and why? You got to let us know. You got you to gotta let us know. You got to be passionate about your favorite, okay? And uh, yeah, maybe it's the music, maybe it's the show, maybe it's a, a specific, you know, actor, actress, performer in in the show, something like that. Uh, I think we're gonna get some good ones for that. Please call us six one two four two four zero zero three six. Leave a voicemail. We'll listen to them all, and uh, we'll put you into the show. What is your favorite musical of all time and why? That'll maybe be a fun one. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe mm. you haven't. Maybe mm-hmm. you've only seen the junior version that your local middle school did, and they were bad, but it's you know the musical's good, so it made you like the musical even more. You know, That's who knows? Right. CTC is good, too. Um, yes, let us know about those musicals. Give us a call, and uh, maybe we'll be on the next episode. Do I get to sing extra in the oh, musical one? Yeah, you better warm up before the next show because uh, you need to be on pitch, please. I'm going to need that, Brian. I might have the pitch pipe for you to make sure you get that. I'm just going to uh, listen to the Book of Mormon soundtrack extra. Thank you. Before. Please please do. All right. All right, onward to Recommendations. All right, we are uh, we are recommending some of our favorite things these days, and uh, Brian, I want you to get us started off this week. Let the people know uh, what they should uh, be knowing about from the world of you, from the world of Brian. All right, I am going to recommend another. Uh, you can call it a comic book. You can call it a graphic novel. I think it's more of a comic, uh-huh. and uh, 
and I found out what my sweet spot is. It's probably because my reading level is not as a 35-year-old <laughs> should be. But um, so we've really gotten into boombox comics, and we love, we've read all the Lumberjane comics. The 19th of 20, we're going to get here at the end of August, and then the 20th and final uh, series of the comic is coming out right around Thanksgiving time. But I've been starting to, I went to the library and reserved the ones that they have of the other Boombox comics. So the next one that I'm going to recommend is uh, called The Avant Guards. And so it's written Avant and Guards as like in a basketball guard. So it's a women's, it's an all women's art college. And so I would just read this one. My son does not like this one because it doesn't have like monsters and it's more college kids and not like 12 year olds. So this is one that I've co-opted as myself, but I think any, um, maybe like older kid or teen or adult could like check this out. But, um, Anyways, I'm recommending the avant-garde book. Should I explain kind of what it's about, Neil? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you said it was basketball, and it was more of, uh, you know, like teens or whatever. So, I don't know. Yeah, what else do people need to know about this? You sold it pretty well, I would say. Okay, yeah. So, it's a, gr- it's a group of, of women in college, but they don't have a team because it's an art school. I think it's like... Um, it's a school for music and the soft dramatic arts. So it's, uh, you know, they can, you can do all kinds of things, theater and uh, theater and different stuff like that. But um, they're putting together this basketball team to play other, you know, colleges that have started up their female basketball team. And I don't know, I just love it. You know, where I was watching the WNBA and um, I like some good teen drama and, um, I guess these are this isn't teens, but it's written for teens. So nice, young adults, I'm, young I'm adults, as they avant-garde. say. Avant guards. I can't put it down. All right, there it is. Boombox Comics coming through with another hit. Avant guards, you guys, check it out. All right, I like I mentioned earlier, my recommendations coming from the world of the Olympics, and uh, you guys got to be watching three X three basketball. Oh. Neil's ears basketball theme too. Hey, two basketball. We didn't even collaborate on that, but there you go. Three x three basketball, not three on three. They call it three x three. Everybody, uh, you got to get it right. But uh, it's a new sport in the Olympics uh, this year. And while we record this, both the men's and the women's have concluded their competitions. But you know, these days, I always talked about with the changing media habits. You know, you probably have all stuff DVR'd. You know, they're replaying all this stuff. Really, uh, uh, the Olympics has just kind of introduced me to this sport and to this game. So it's really a recommendation to, yeah, check it out if you can from the, you know, the the, the, the goings on or the competitions that happened here in the last week of July. Um, but also, you know, just uh, you can look, watch those back or you can just like watch as I think this this sport just gets played like professionally in some sorts of uh, leagues and stuff like that. But it's really cool. It's uh, three on three basketball. Um, it's played out outdoors it's half court it's first to 21 uh two pointers and one pointers and um it's so fast it's first to 21 or 10 minutes 
So it's a really quick game, which is really nice. It's kind of just like a quarter of basketball, but there's no like dead balls really. You know, this it's just like, like basketball made for my attention span. It's right, exactly right. If you uh, if you like sort of the the basics of hoops, but don't want to commit to a two and a half hour basketball game, this is for you. It's really quick. It's really fun, um, and it's just a different, cool style of basketball that I've just never really seen played like this before. Um, you know, you got to take it out past the three point line, just like you play at the blacktop. You know, and even if you as soon as one team scores the other team has to grab it and take it out past three-point line and stuff so it's just fast flowing but it's all just like skill ball too you got to be able to shoot it every player has to be able to shoot it they have to be able to pass it and and just keep moving so it's very fluid very fast and yeah it's been great to be introduced to three uh three x three uh basketball go check it out and uh you know again it'll be around uh post olympics as well but uh, if you can go watch the competitions on replay or on dvr or something like that check out 3x3 because it's been really cool and i've enjoyed it check it out neil when you came over to my kid's birthday party the other day did you expect um so many people that maybe have not said they like basketball to you say like i'm getting into basketball because of like the bucks there were so many wisconsin people there or my dad watching 3x3 or like that's right there were so many i had lots of uh lots of folks to talk basketball with uh thanks to thanks to the olympics thanks to the bucks it's all happening so yes it was very nice very nice lots of wisconsin family shout out to Giannis. Shout out to uh, the Bucks. They did it in Milwaukee. So nice work there. The All right. That's our recommendations. Time to play this game. And yeah, Brian, um, I have a game. You don't know what it is yet of keeping it secret from you because I know you're a big cheater and you would go Google all the all the facts beforehand. So I can't let that happen. But uh, today I have I've prepared a game for Brian on a subject that, you know, I, I wouldn't say you're an expert at this, but you certainly um, probably know more than most folks about this and you love the stylings of uh, Jim Henson as do I we've shouted oh, out I thought, uh, sorry I thought we were talking about like pickle recipes <laughs> yeah I tried to keep it out of the kitchen or the garden this time around um, but uh, yeah, we both love Jim Henson we've talked about documentaries you can check out on him and books and stuff like that but this is specifically Sesame Street trivia Brian oh. we got some Sesame Street trivia and is it hard you think it's it, like, it, it might be I a little like hard fail you, I want it to be so hard that I get zero right I think you might I didn't I didn't make them easy so you could shine here I've made some tough ones because it's more like fun facts that I think are interesting and then kind of turned it into a trivia game so we got four questions here for you about Sesame Street a couple of them uh, three of the four are multiple choice and one of them I just want you to guess so okay we'll go with that everybody play along at home and you can learn some things here about Sesame Street question number one in season one of Sesame Street Oscar the Grouch was not green what color was he? A, blue, B, purple, C, red, or D, orange? Oscar the Grouch. Oh, I... Different uh, color. Gut. My gut here is that I think he was orange. Brian, you always got to go with your gut. Nice work. D, orange is correct. You nailed it right there. And uh, they explained it uh, the next season by saying, Oscar said he went on a vacation to the very damp swamp mushy muddy so the swamp was called swamp mushy muddy and he turned green overnight so that's how they explained what happened to oscar 
Um, I guess I don't know why they would do that, but that's just what happened, you know. And uh, now we have the iconic green Oscar that we've had for for a long, long time. Maybe there just wasn't anybody green, and they needed that, or maybe they had, you know, I don't know. Yeah, probably more like that. And like they already had like Ernie was orange, so yes, yes, they they were they were overflowing with orange, so they had to go to green. So yeah, Oscar. Good times, Oscar. All right, this next one is the one without multiple choice. I don't know if you'll get this right away or if this one will stump you, but the question is, in 1970, Ernie reached number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100 with what song? What song did he go big with? I think there's a couple Ernie songs. And can, this I, one, can I guess right off the bat? You just got to guess it. What is it? Oh, yeah. It's probably Rubber Ducky. Rubber Ducky. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. Rubber Ducky. The only other one I can think of is I'd like to go to the moon or I'd like to live on the moon or whatever it's called, right? Yeah, that, that's a good one. And then Ernie and Bert were on that like uh, Bee Gees like, parody cover of like, uh, <laughs> yes. Sesame Street. I have the like vinyl album of their like disco album. Wow. That could have yeah. happened. They could have gone big with that. He wait, <laughs> wait, so wait. Say it again. So with Rubber Ducky charted? Number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1970. So, so there's hope for us. We there could still chart. is. We could still get there with a song like Rubber Ducky. <laughs> I think about stuff like that. That's inspiring to me. I think about like there things like go. that. And I'm like, we could chart someday with a song about farts. Yes, an, uh, an artist or a song that you might not think you'd see on the Hot 100. It, it, it can exist uh, all those years later. Okay, nice work, Brian. You're two for two so far. Nice work. Question three, how tall is Big Bird? A, 6'9", B, 7'3", D, 8'2", D, 9'5". So to our international listeners, that's feet and inches. Wait, say the middle two again, because it's seven. So it because the head stands a good eighteen inches above a normal person's head. B is think. seven three, C is eight two, and D is nine five. Uh, let me think. So Steph Curry was standing next to him on the most recent episode, and he looked <laughs> short. I'm gonna go with C. I'm thinking like eight. Brian, you're three for three. Yeah. Eight foot two is how tall Big Bird is. All right, now, Steph Curry. He was playing. He's like to six four or six like, three. Sh- what did you say? He's maybe like six two. You know, six three, six two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still he's not the tallest one on the team, but he still is tall comparative to like average. Humans. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, totally. He can throw it down. All right, three for three. Yeah, that uh, three for three to operate Big Bird um, is a feat. You have to be. It, it's a full body workout all the time. You're wearing. You're like wearing the legs as suspenders. Have you watched? Have you watched that becoming the bird? About no. The, rest oh. in peace, Carol. Carol Spinney. Yep. Uh, but I gotta check that one out. The documentary. Yes, good one. Okay, last one here. Question four: Which Sesame Street character has five fingers instead of four? A. Elmo. B, The Count, C, Grover, D, Cookie Monster. Oh, Five I'm going fingers. For one of the blue ones there. Five fingers instead of four. Apparently there's only one that does Ooh. this. Uh, I'm going to say it's Cookie Monster. Brian, you did it. You got them all. Four for four. What a champion right here. Oh, there you go. I love Sesame Street so much. I was really thinking about, you know, there is the Sesame Street in, like, Virginia, like the – when we did the theme park thing – um. I think Mr. Dunlow called in and said about the there's like the Sesame Street world is like a part of another like you know B level like theme park whatever I th- I want to go uh-huh. there someday I think yeah that'd be cool uh, but yeah I, I couldn't really find out why this was the answer some say oh to eat more cookies but like 
I don't I don't understand why Cookie uh, gets to have five, but uh, I like that there's one that doesn't. You know, I think it's for, I think it's the same thing as like a lot of our. They're like, why do you do this thing? It's like I don't know. You just thought it was funny. It was a random decision, and then That's it like right. becomes lore. Like, hey, 1972, we're building the puppet <laughs> that's gonna like eat. Like also, like how come Cookie Monster doesn't have a throat either? You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, nothing goes like, down the hatch. It's he's like, a monster. It, he can do whatever. It's yeah, fine. he's wild. Yeah. He's wild. They use. I know you haven't watched the the newer ones, but Cookie Monster feels like almost like a the main character. Cookie Monster is in like every single bit all the time. It's wild. He's loved. He's beloved. So uh, I get it. So yeah, nice work. Neil, that on was so the game. fun. Thanks for doing that. That was really cool. Congrats on getting four questions correct nice work all right one more segment it's called new with coup all right what have we been up to recently brian what do we what do we what do you want to talk about here with new with coup what's some things that have been popping off what do we what do we want people to see and what, what should we talk about all right so we, we got some we got some live shows coming up you know and these are shows that people reached out to us and they like hey come play our block party come play this outdoor festival things like that so um, with that, uh, we're playing down, we're playing downtown St. Paul and Mears park and, um, they want it. And so we're going to make some videos to help promote that. So we did a, we did, we played dinosaur stomp live at the Minis- the science museum of Minnesota amongst all of their dino bones. That was cool. So we did a, we did a live video of dino stomp. That That's was very thing. cool. Shot that a few weeks ago. Shout out to laser beak for helping us with that. And all our friends who are there shooting with us as well. Very nice. Good times. Go check that one out, you guys. And then if you, yeah, if you live in the Twin Cities, come see us uh, here in a couple weeks in St. Paul. Neil, the and, wildest uh, thing about that shoot is there's this giant, giant, it looks like it's like a, you know, like a beach ball. That's like a good, an average sized beach ball. It's like three mm-hmm. feet in diameter. Right. right. So there's this, this is clump sitting on the ground <laughs> and it, Every kid probably passes by because it's like it's not a triceratops, it's not a you know, it's not all these giant dinosaurs. And you look at it, you read it, and it's like this is dino bacteria fossilized in this giant thing. I oh was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's uh, I bet all of, like the real like science <laughs> science peeps are like, this is the real thing. This incredible. How did they find this fossilized? You know, so. exactly. That's funny. Um, but yes, go check that out. And then uh, Story Pirates, Brian, we get that in here. We Neil, it do. just dropped right before, so I popped it in the things. We uh, Doggy Story Boogie. Pirates, the Pirates of the Stories. So there was a a prompt written by a kid that then Story Pirates made into a song, and they asked us to be on it. And so we're in the new Story Pirates song called Doggy Boogie. Oh, it was so fun. They uh I wish I could say it was our song, but they kinda they did the beat, they wrote all the lyrics and then they told us uh kind of what to what to record. It's such a fun song. Lots of good dog references in here. The beat is awesome and uh I think it's a really fun song. It's a little skit at the beginning and then it launches in and then uh see if you can hear our voices in there doing some of the rap, some of the skits and stuff. Yeah, really I'm excited. a teacher and Neil is a student. So we're not That's like right. Brian and Neil of Cuckoo, but we're on the track too. Cool. Well, I think we're dog teachers and dog students. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah, I yeah, think right. yes, yes. We have tails and stuff. Um, but Story Pirates, great organization that we're super excited to to be aligned with. They do such cool stuff with like theater and podcasts and making music and all these different things. They do a lot of, a lot of stuff, but it's all about like getting kids' imaginations to like you know exist in the real world and make stuff around kids' cool ideas. So, uh, Doggy Boogie, go check it out. We'll have that linked. 
Along with all the things we've talked about today yeah, the song in the is show in notes. A pot, it's inside of the podcast. I don't think it's like specifically released as a song yet. Right, right, so. right. Yeah, maybe someday. Uh, Story Pirates, Doggy Boogie. Um, and then, Neil, you went to, uh, you did uh, venture outside of your home. Wow. And you went to an outdoor ba- baseball game mm. with your father and your brother. That's right. Uh, it was Star Wars night at Target Field recently, so... Uh, Went on over to, to Target Field to do that. It's always a fun time. They have uh, they have you know some different elements. They have they play some uh, Star Wars music when they do the starting lineups. You know it was funny because the opposition, the Detroit Tigers, they just made all their players stormtroopers, so you couldn't see their faces or whatever. Like on the on the on the, on the <laughs> you tell me that that's funny on that's the great. jumbotron, yeah, and played like the Imperial March. You know the bad guys and all that. But then for Twins players. They would make like puns based on their names um, for like other Star Wars characters uh, throughout the years, and then do like a Photoshop of like their face on like the that that person that they're uh, riffing on with their costume and everything. Uh, they have um, they have really good like uh, costume characters walking around the ballpark, like in the concourse to, for like photo opportunities. Um, you know, lots of stormtroopers, lots of, uh, you know, there's some, I even saw R2, you know, R2 was rolling around and, you know, Chewbacca and all sorts of. Full size R2? Yeah, I think it was. It looked really legit. So there was that. And, um, Let's say you you have an R2, Neil. Yeah. And. You got to pay me to bring it to Target Field. Yeah, true. But let's say you have it. How do you get it there? Like, I think you might need like a forklift or like a a ramp to get it in. Like, you can't. Can you tip an R2? How do you get it to Target I feel like field? you'd have to have almost like, uh, you know, people who have accessibility challenges, like have to have like a van or something that could lift them in. You'd have to have some sort of vehicle that has, yeah, has a sort of lift or a seat built in or restraints or something for your droid. So, uh, yeah. But Target Field, always very fun. Usually go like once a year, watch the Twins game. Really enjoyed it. Got some good food. And then also the other notable thing about this was – for the last few years, for Star Wars Night, they also do a bobblehead giveaway where a Twins player is, uh, you know, in in a, uh, you know, they're usually in a costume, a Star Wars costume, like a pilot or, or a Jedi or something like this. And uh, that was the case uh, this year, except for the player who they had was Nelson Cruz, um, who a few days before Target Field had Star Wars Night was traded by the Twins. Oh, so uh, ten thousand bobbleheads all went out there. Uh, maybe it wasn't that many, but uh, many thousand bobbleheads. Um, uh, just you still got to go through with the giveaway. It's the, still the promotion. People paid to get that bobblehead. So uh, I do now have a a bobblehead of a player who's no longer on the Twins. Uh, so yeah, you'll see that on eBay real soon. Here, uh, Star Wars Night Target Field was a wonderful time. Um, yes, that's that's kind of what I've been up to. And uh, Bren, we we should uh, talk quickly about Space Jam. I mean, is that a fifteen minute topic? Should we hold it for another <laughs> episode or is that uh, a two hour topic? We I both think, saw the new Space Jam. I think we can like all things. Like if you want me to, if you want to, in the in the rewatchables podcast form, you can mm-hmm. nitpick it real mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. Or in the same way that we wanted when we were. We didn't talk. We didn't talk to old thirty-five-year-old people when the first Space Jam came out, and no. people gave it a thirty-two percent rating. Whatever, like people didn't <laughs> like that one, but we like that's 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 part of our that's like written into our code, basically the first Space Jam, right? But yes, but uh, so there's a lot of things that were cool about it. Um, brief but, brief reviews. We'll do a brief review. Of all right, here, let's bro. do a brief review. Go for it. 
Well, I guess my high-level thoughts are if you really like the first one, there's enough in here to make you uh, enjoy this one. Now, when I say really like, I mean I think I have fondness for it. I haven't watched it in a long time. But I think the first one was pretty good because I'm right up in right up the alley of the demographic, huge basketball fan. You know, I was like 11. It was the heyday of Michael Jordan, all that stuff. So I have a lot of, and the soundtrack too. I have a lot of love for. I think we both love the soundtrack. Everybody loves the soundtrack. So we got that going for you. So I think you'll like Space Jam: A New Legacy if you have reverence for the first one. And there's lots of great Looney Tune humor in there. Lots of self-referential uh, athlete acting kind of stuff. Lots of good. Le- jokes at LeBron's expense about, you know, changing teams and um, all that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, I, I think it is pretty good. It's it's not it's not uh, incredible. It's not uh, run out and go see it right now. But for a certain set of people, I think you'll be you'll enjoy it as long as your bar is not super high. So I, I had a good time in the theater and uh, I would recommend it to people who just like basketball in general or enjoyed the first one at all. But what did you think about Brian? I haven't talked to you at all. Did, 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 did you dig it? Can I be real? Please, please. I did not enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's most people. I, the the there is a uh, the best review I saw is there's a good movie inside there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild how the, like how much IP is crammed in there. It's basically like a big like like a HBO Max commercial. You know, some people would say so. <laughs> but tell me why you didn't like if it. If HBO I mean, the- Max actually still had all the Harry Potters on there, but they just yeah. license them out all around. Yep. Uh, that was really heavy handed, and um, I think it just needed to be pared down. You know, some things are just get too crowded. Like they basically did a great thing of like, let's get the gang back together. You know, they basically were doing what um, they needed to watch Mighty Ducks two, and then follow it beat <laughs> for beat. Yes, like yes, that's it. Like, the hey, gang we need to go together. round up the gang. They went a little too long on every single one. I get it. They were going to. I get what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Totally. Just. Just wasn't my style. There were some good jokes in there. I really enjoyed the way that the the Toon Squad looked th- uh, 3D am- animated besides like 2D yep. animated. Yep. I thought there was stuff. Um, a lot of the basketball sequences were just like a little bit too long. Like you just had like if you watch any basketball or sports movie, like if you do like a quick montage on a play, like you got to keep it moving. Let's go. But I remember my wife, the one thing, her one beef was that LeBron, how tall is LeBron? He's like six eight, six nine. All right, so he's six nine. He's talking to his kid. They're having this like heartfelt <laughs> moment, right? And he's like maybe like five two or something like that, right? Yeah. And he's standing right next, right in front of him. They're saying face to face, and she's like, "Why doesn't he bend down to talk to his kid? He's so <laughs> tall." He's like looking straight down at him, and I just like I was laughing so hard. Right. I'm like, yeah. good point, Bron. Come on. Yeah, talk so, into my belly button, son. Yeah, uh, talk to it. But um, th- whatever, it doesn't matter. It's, it's if you like it and you think my review of the movie is wrong. That's what. That's the best thing about movies. Like movies aren't not movies are meant to inspire individual people. So yep. it's you. You take what you want out of it. So there you go. I just, Space if you're Jam. looking for recommendations, I'd go other places. I like you keeping it real, Brian. And uh, you, uh, you, uh, you know, you know what you're talking about as far as films go. So uh, I get it. You don't suffer suffer fools. Totally. And I, it's not that I don't like. Like you can call this a kids movie. You can call it whatever. But I watch all kinds of movies, as you know from my comic book recommendation. You know. So yeah, I don't I think that's him. a. I, I'm I'm starting to come around on that. That's not a. That's not a good um, defense of this film. Like, oh, it's not for you. It's supposed to be for kids. It's like. 
first of all, for our band, that's like what we try and do. We don't want to be like judged as a kid's band. We just want it to be judged as something that's like fun uh, or just like generally good. So I wouldn't want to do that to other films. And it's like we can name other great like quote unquote kids movies that are like way better than this. So it's like it can be done. Like Lego movie is the like one of the best movies in, in recent memory. And it's like supposedly a kid's movie. Right. So it's like, you know, uh, Mr. Fox, you know, is another good one. And have you, you watched? Know, have you watched uh, Luca yet, Neil? Did oh, I need on? to see Luca. Luca. Yeah. You love Luca. On uh, Disney Plus, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the subtlety yeah. of it. It was a yeah. small movie, you know, versus like Raya, that was just like meant to be like mm-hmm. an epic, giant, big screen one. Yeah, so like this can be done. We don't have to look at every kid's thing and say, "Oh, it's not for me." It doesn't. I, I can't have an opinion on it. No, it's that's like, the no, only movies these, I want to watch. Exactly. Some of these actually do this right, where it is for everybody, and they do nail it like that. So, Neil, yeah, remember when we stuff. said, "Hey, this is mailbag. This might be forty-five minute episode." <laughs> <laughs> never never is never is we, we're on the 90 minute train always you guys you guys know what it is you guys listen we to didn't even show. have a call from travis and uh, we still travis. put we put it way past 60 minutes yeah i didn't cut a travis call it wasn't even in there maybe you think he, travis uh, is over us you think he's done forever either travis is over us or he just went uh, in disguise as somebody else this week you know what i mean maybe he was sophie at the end you know from racine wisconsin maybe that could be a good play. That's a good play. Potentially. But, uh, yeah, that does it for Banter Buddies. Appreciate everybody joining us as usual. Please make sure you're subscribed to Banter Buddies. That's how podcasts work best, you guys. It's free to subscribe. Go into whatever uh, podcast app you can find, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We're on all those spots. And uh, pick up uh, pick up uh, Banter Buddies so that when, when, when this episode comes out, it gets delivered right to your app. That'd be really nice if you could do that. And if you know anybody who might like our show, tell them about it. Word of mouth is a good way that uh, podcasts get uh, found. And uh, we'd like some more people to listen to our show. So go, please do that. Uh, next episode is about uh, is about musicals. So please call in 612-424-0036. What is your favorite musical of all time and why? We're talking musicals. It's going to be fun. You know you want to be involved in that one. Brian, what else? What else? What else? Is that the first time we've ever uh, repped our told people to subscribe ever? Yeah, it is. I Let's wanna, never start do it doing again. That. that felt wrong. That felt gross. Let's I don't like do when it. people do it every time, but I feel like it's good to do every now and then. You know, it is a good reminder that it does actually help because some people are like, "How can That's I right. help?" And it's like, "This is this thing," and then I'm like, "I don't want to help that much." Yeah, <laughs> every now and then you got you got to say something like that. But yeah, thanks to Neil Z for our theme song. Thanks to Wampa for always doing our amazing show artwork that you see posted on the social medias and uh yeah we'll be back in two weeks with a show about musicals it's going to be a great time neil you better listen to some musicals you better okay, uh, you better brush up i don't want you doing the, i don't want you coming into this next pod being like yeah i think i watched oklahoma one time okay i will try and i will try and listen to like a few select musical at least like a few tracks from a bunch of them so I get the vibe. You know what I sure. mean? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's at least what... just watch Hamilton on Disney Plus. All right, we're gonna do all those things. Two weeks. We'll see you there and for watch the musical. Chicago. And Chicago and and um, And watch the nineteen seventy two guys and dolls. And in the heights. And I feel like we're gonna talk about Goofy Movie as a musical, so I gotta brush up on that one. Oh my gosh, musical comedies? Oh, that yeah. probably counts. That probably counts too. So Let's just lots. talk about David Wayne the whole time. All right, lots I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. Okay, right. you stop, Brian. I'll say goodbye. Goodbye, Brian. Bye now.